Welcome to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. Today's guest, an old friend, Dr. Steve Razzer. He's going to cover those second and third parts of important case presentation and case closure, especially new patients. We covered the first one in an episode a little while ago about how do you handle that phone call? What do you say? And the second part and the third part, which we covered today is how do you get the significant other? And really, why do you want the significant other? And he's got a couple really nice pearls in here that cover that. And I, I, I'm sincere. And then the last part is how do you close? How do you collect the money? So you don't want to miss this. Listen up, like it, share it with your friends, please let us know. Steve gives you his contact. If you want to reach out to him, email, phone number, website, you name it. And his loyal, trusted uh, confidant, Michelle, and how to reach her. So as always, the People Service Dentist Podcast brought to you by Cat and Box. Cat and Box got a new product, Vesalis Fill and Flow. It's a light cured nano hybrid composite. It's 80% fill, high polishability, very strong and very durable. It makes it an ideal composite for anterior and posterior needs. And a simple shade selection, it's a flex shade guide system. And remember, your costs are lower with Kettenbach. It's available direct to your office with no middleman. Learn more or to order, simply contact your local Kettenbach rep at 877-532-2123. Or if you want to shop, find them online at anywhere. KettenbachUSA.com. As always, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet. While others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast, and these are our stories. Welcome to the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast, Dr. Sonny Spira. And- just like you put on those comfortable shoes that you're used to, we have an old friend who we just love and are very comfortable having a conversation with Dr. Steve Rasner. He promised he'd be back, cover parts two and three, and I held him to it. So here we are. Welcome. How are we doing, Doc? Hey, man. We're do- doing great. I uh, I love, you know, I've heard of Sonny, but I didn't know Sonny. A couple years ago, I don't, I don't really know, but I've really met this year. But I don't know. I know I'm not telling the listeners anything. It feels like you know this guy forever. So, and he's so high. I know you don't probably want me to say this stuff because, but he, I'm just speaking my mind because that's how I am. But you're such a high integrity quality guy that I'm. I would come on your show anytime because. I have a lot of mad respect. Well, I appreciate that. Same same goes for you. I, I told you about when I wrote that article and you you contacted me. And sure enough, what we're the world we're living in now, 
all that stuff has blown up. All the corporate takeovers and buyouts and the, the American Dental Partners and Sally McKenzie was involved in the whole thing. And then you, yeah. you, could, you had reached out to me personally at my office. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's this guy's big time. He's talking a little old me in Conklin, New York. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Swear to God, I really was. It was amazing. So our our topic was, let's just refresh our, our listeners' memories because episode one came out in July. And I want to thank everybody. We had a great July. We had a lot of people download and listen to the episode. So hopefully the messages are, are sinking in and, and are reaching people and, and they're really appreciating what we're putting out there. So I personally want to say thank you. So what we said was, there were three key components, and it was from a blog and something you had written extensively on. And one was the first thing is how do you handle that first phone call? How do you handle out of network? How do you handle do you accept my insurance? How do you handle that? Number two, which we're going to cover today, is how do you get the significant other in the room? Right. And I've told you my failings at that part. And then number three, how do you collect the money? The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patience. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. So do you want to you want to touch on the first part again, just kind of quick recap on how do you say, hey, hey, do, yeah, Dr. Razor, yeah, hey, do you accept my, my, I'm in Delta, do you accept my insurance? Yeah. So today, all the de- first of all, I got a ton of responses myself from uh, just being on Sonny's show because I give you my email, which I'll do again today. It's why I do it. So I sent a lot of this to many of you, but you know the impact of look when we do these shows, we're in front of a you know computer, we're not in front of a live audience. So when you guys send us stuff, if motivates us to do other shows right so Mm -hmm. it tells us that you know we're helping people which is really they're part of my southern new jersey twang but there ain't no other agenda here i mean honestly i'm i have courses i give and there's a rasner institute and you know but i don't have like a series and series and series that goes on i don't have a consulting thing at this stage of my career that I'm trying to lure you into. This is just me and Sonny does it weekly too, trying to give our colleagues, because we get off on it. I mean, you know, getting an email from one of you saying, hey, I tried that. It's exactly what you said it was. Right. And, right. you know, so. And I could tell you from what you said, I'm not only a, you know, a believer, I'm a fan of yours. And I've adopted as much of that as I, I you know, comfortably we can do. And it works. So why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. And look, I don't, if you guys listening, I guess this is my third time or on the show. You know, yeah. I don't think that I, I mean, this is fourth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't ever think of myself like, oh my, I'm amazing. I never think like, I, I did what I did out of instinct, to be honest with you. And I know I go off on a million tangents and that's just me and I'm going to do it again right now. But, you know, I made a massive commitment 
to CE very early in my career, you know? And so I discovered people. I remember discovering first person was in a little pink hotel. You tell me who I'm talking about, Sonny, in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> that, that would be Pete Dawson, right? Mm-hmm. That was a, one of my first influencers. And uh, when I was at Dawson. Don Cesar. Don Cesar, right? Pink yeah. hotel. Yes. <laughs> Correct. That's the pink hotel. Yeah. And I have a reason for telling you guys this. So I'm out there for every level he had. And I didn't love occlusion, to be honest with you. It just seemed like, you know, it's like eating right. <laughs> you know, I know I had to do this because it's part of my dentistry. And, you know, it wasn't like I grew up hoping to learn everything about occlusion. But when I was out there taking all his levels with like-minded dentists, I heard about these two guys on the West Coast in Seattle named Spear and Coys. And at that time, they were together. So I went out there and I fell in love with their style of teaching and took everything they had. I went to Seattle 19 times. You know, so I never even thought about the money. I, you know, it was six grand plus the flights and hotels and all that. When I was out there, I heard about a guy in Pittsburgh teaching Dennis about implants. His name was Carl Mish and on and on and on, not to mention all the things that were in between. My point is, when you take such a road like that, it becomes very incongruent to go back to your practice and do insurance-driven dentistry. Because that's not what you've been learning and investing in when you're at those courses, nor do the like-minded colleagues, which are not abundant in your own community. I get that. But in the world of dentistry, there are, you know, if there's, I don't know, I'm making this up. If there's 10% of us committed to delivering at the highest level we're capable of. I'm no Frank Spear, you know, just because I was trained by him. But I'm not bad. (laughs) And so, you know, it becomes, you go back to your office and you start using products that you wouldn't have used and they cost more money. Mm-hmm. And you start needing assistance. I have a reason for telling you all this. This is the drive behind all the other things that we're sitting here telling you literally how to do, how to deal with that patient that calls and says, do you take Delta or whatever? It all, I mean, if you didn't care, if you're just an average person, dentist, that's just taking online courses to get your CE credits in the state of New York, then you don't need all this crap. But I don't think that's who listens to the show or my Rasner Lionhearted podcast. And when you're on that road I just described, and I know the road today is a little different. Certainly Dawson's not around, but there's like-minded people. When you're on that road, like then you come back, you can't have just an average dental assistant. So you need the expensive one that you probably took to a course to learn how to do high-level lab techniques that are incorporated so everything starts to change when you're on that road to see and it becomes impossible for you to go take spend all this money with courses and come back and say oh well that's just what i do on the weekends now i'm just going to do one or two tooth dentistry because that's what fits in 
Delta Dental's plan. Right. You 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 hear me? So that is why we we're doing all this stuff because I know that Sonny and I are talking to those of you in 2023 to take your own CE journey that becomes incongruent with doing non-fee-for-service, which is doing insurance-driven dentistry. And when you do that, and most of the world doesn't, in the world and the space that you and I live in, dentistry, then you have to have protocols when people call, because most of the people that come to you have gone to a dentist that does, and that's not a slight on our, it's just the truth. I've been in this 43 years. If my colleagues don't like me saying that, sorry, it's the truth. Because most patients that come to me, I can tell by their mouths and I can tell by their behavior, the patients, that this is a different thing. What, what do you mean you're looking at my whole mouth? You know, and what, what do you mean you're out of network and all that stuff? So I need to put that as the basis. Right. Of, very so, well framed. Yep. It's very yeah. well framed. Yeah. So when, so the things that we covered last time uh, that I wanted to address real quickly was what, what do you say uh, when that patient calls and do you take Delta Dental? And so you need somebody that's very motivated and articulate at the front desk. I have, I probably said this already. So I, I probably have 20 some employees in my, I have two offices. But I have one that I really want to do the full new patient screen. Now, maybe I could develop to it. I, to be honest with you, we're working on that right now after a million years because there's a backlog. We, we don't get, because we screen our patients and I've been in the same community for a long, long time. I don't get 20 new patients a week. I don't get 10. I mean, I get a handful. But I'll tell you, this week that just passed, I had, I think, four new patients, four, that made it into my office. That means they were screened. And some of them never came into us. And I know a management guru would tell you, perhaps don't do that. But we collected $99,000 this week on four normal days. I don't know what that means to you in the audience, but that adds grand. up pretty good. Yeah, that adds up pretty good over the year. Yeah, we and, and by the way, the yeah. And I don't even, like, I don't have, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going on tangents, but I think they, they like this information because it's real. Like, I never had production charts or goals. Uh, and maybe I should have, but I didn't. Because when you adopt a philosophy that this is how you're going to do dentistry, patient comes in, calls with the lower right, but you're looking at their whole mouth, and you're not trying to make everybody perfect, but you're trying to give them a view of where they should be because you looked at their mouth. You looked at the five arenas, the health of their periodontium, all their teeth, missing teeth, their occlusion, uh, aesthetics is last for me unless the patient mentioned that and that's why they're there. That's a luxury for me if that's why they're there. 
when you really do diligence to those five arenas, almost always the patient needs stuff. That's not me <laughs> creating it. It's just in my face, right? And so when you do that, you tell the patient this. I mean, I, we, we, I'm, this. Let me tell you about what's going on in your mouth relative to why you came to me and what we should do, what I would do. And very often in that new patient moment, I will say to the patient before we even get there, something like this. I will say, you know what? I'm very aware that this is a, a, a nervous visit for you because I'm new to you, even though I'm not new to dentistry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a very personal profession. And so I can tell you that the most important thing I can serve you with today, do for you today, I'm talking to the patient, is give you the right advice. Like what so many patients get bad advice. Do you guys know why? Because a lot of our colleagues are half in. And I get it. They're not 100% in. They don't take CE. They're not on, they're not listening to podcast. You know, they're, it's hard. It's a hard profession. It's very easy to get sidetracked, derailed, and not be 100% in. I, I totally understand it. It's happened to me at times in my own career. It has. You know, where I lost, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, because even when you're ethical and you give it your 100%, you do your best, Sometimes the patient doesn't see it that way and it breaks your heart and then they leave you or they want a refund or they transfer charts and records and she's you kidding, man, that hurts. Mm -hmm. I, you know, so you got to keep me looped in, Sonny. I'm going off crazy today. What was that supposed to be talking about? <laughs> do you want, do you want to cover it? the call? Like what would, what would be a typical script that you yeah. have? Yeah, so I'm looking at right now what we literally say. I can tell you from my the, the number one, the best thing you guys should do is if you really clearly want to know exactly what to say, write to me. I'm going to tell you my from my memory what we do, but you write to me and I'll give you. I mean, come on, I'll give you my Michelle of 43 years, who did talk to a couple of you already. I'll give you the number and she'll find time. You know, this is a free service and she loves doing it. She used to lecture with me on, on the road and she'll tell you exactly how it flows. It just flows out of her mouth. But basically it's like this. Do you take Delta Dental? Uh, and we will say, um, well, we we are out of network for insurances, but it doesn't mean you can't come to us. Let me explain. So you guys, first of all, the worst thing that you could ever say, which lots of you say, they say it in my hometown, is we don't take your insurance. Right. You know, now that could be true, of course, if it's Medicaid, but I haven't had a Medicaid call. I don't get many of those. And kudos to my colleagues that do do that, but it's not, you know, it's not the philosophy or it's what I want to do. Or many of you, or I mean, there could be some, um, there could be some HMOs or what are they called, Sonny? That where you 
you can't go to them. What, yeah, they're, what are those? They're the ones where you 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 um you can't go out of network, right? So you have to yeah. see an in-network provider. Yeah, those are those are just restricted PPO or insurance plans. Yeah, that's what it is. You don't allow outside doctors. But this is what you guys need to know. It is not true for the overwhelming majority of the insurance plans that are out there. What it literally means to a patient is that they will get less reimbursement by going to you. That's the truth. And if you don't take a moment to frame that, which Michelle will, or if he asked me, I have this verbiage in front of me, but it's too long for me to start searching for it. If you don't um, learn to, to say that, why would you not do that? Like, I got to tell you, it's not like out-of-network patients make up 10% of my practice. They make up 100% of my practice, mm-hmm. unless they're private, don't have insurance patients. Right. So we are talking, if I can do that, do you actually think it's unique to my ability? Of course it's not. What it is, is we have taken the time to, we don't say, no, I'm sorry, we don't take your insurance. does not happen in my office, unless, of course, it's a specific plan, you know, that we know we don't take, okay? And then Michelle goes on out of her way at that first phone call to say, well, let me take you through what we do at this office, you know, and I don't know exactly her language. I'm looking for it as I'm talking to you, but that's how that works. And that's for, and listen, it works because this is how I have functioned for many, many, many years. I didn't, I wasn't always fee for service. So it's not a barrier is my point. It's a barrier in your head as a young dentist. And I understand it because it's scary, right? And it is a scary moment. And it's not a moment, by the way, where you transition out of your insurances. I'm sure Sonny's covered this a million times. I get it. You know, I remember we might have had this conversation, like all the teachers in Cumberland County, New Jersey, were Delta. And they'd come to me for, I don't know, at that point, 20 years. I've probably been fee for service for half my practice, mm-hmm. my career. And I, you know... I knew I was going to lose a lot of them, and it bothered me. And you will. You will lose a lot of those patients. But the concept of doing quality care and being limited by some third-party company, if it's not yet, it's going to become very, very clear to you that that's not a clear path future for you that you're going to feel good about. That's just the truth. You know? So... You're going to get by that, okay? The next yep. thing to get by is bringing their spouse. This is the That's this the, is the one that I have hard time with right now. So let's let's hit this one. Yeah, how do you get the significant other spouse? Yeah, in the room. So let's just review real quickly why that's that's a thing. In in a nutshell, and I've talked about this so much, I don't really have to find it in my notes. It's a thing because if you do what I just talked about. If you have a comprehensive approach, and remember, I just I want you to remember this. When you hear me say a comprehensive approach, that doesn't mean you're doing full mouth rehabs on everybody. It doesn't mean you're replacing every missing tooth. It means you're doing diligence 
to incorporating in your present exam whatever you think is comprehensive. Like, I don't do TMD treatments because it's unfulfilling to me. So if somebody comes to us and that gets through the screen and it's significant, you know, I'll refer those patients out, you know. But, you know, remember something about my practice, which is why I always tell you to 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 think about incorporating a sedation license because that just sets you up perfectly. If I haven't talked about it, I'll talk about it another time. I have a really amazing oral sedation technique that incorporates triazolam, Atarax, Benadryl, and it's powerfully effective. And so that's what we market. So I get people, and you will too. I'm telling you, there couldn't be a better marketing thing that you could use, no matter what town you were in. So think about it. What that parlays into is people that call you that know that you do sedation dentistry. Not every dentist has a permit, and not every dentist even wants to deal with it. And so I've got people regularly that haven't been to a dentist in 10, 20-plus years. It's extremely common because everybody knows in the three little communities around us that we do sedation dentistry. And so I'm, they're coming in. <laughs> I mean, what do you call that expression? Low-hanging fruit? Yeah. I mean, they got missing teeth and broken teeth everywhere. I mean, the hard part for me is to give a re- and for you too, is to give a responsible treatment plan that you can segment. Because most people in the part of the country I'm in just don't have, and not everybody, but they don't have a 60000 or 80000 for an all-on upper lower or whatever, whatever approach you want. And that that is difficult and takes time. What can you do that is responsible is, is a big another conversation for us to have. I love it when they just break off one stinking tooth, and that's the problem, you know, that's easy. So the reason I'm talking about this is because it's not 1980 anymore, and it's not unusual for a treatment plan to be in excess of $10,000. So so how many couples spend 10,000 without at least talking to the husband or wife? That's a really good point. That, That is a really good point. As much as we've talked about it, that really crystallizes a few things. And you're you're 100% right. Listen, I'm going to, we're going to buy a new car. Okay. That doesn't mean, oh, I bought this new car and came home with it. That would not go over well in my house. I could tell you that. But, you know, it's it's a decision that this is our money. Uh, How are we going to spend it? And what are we either going to sacrifice or what are we going to give up? Or how is we, how are we going to get to that point? Because not a lot of people have just that money laying around that eh, if it doesn't work out, you know, scratch it off. Like, you know, I went to the casino, I spent $50 gambling. Yeah, that's like gambling money, $50. But if they were gambling thousands of dollars, that's that's usually very significant. So I, I think that's a big point. Well, it can't be understated. I mean, they know your partner knows you're going to a dentist probably today. 
a new dentist. And really, even if it was one of us as a dentist, you're going to come back home and it's no problem that you spent, forget 10, it's often a lot more than that. I don't even want it to be a lot. You know, I don't. You know, the other part too, Steve, I I think you might be discounting a little bit. If, If that other person is not a patient of the office and they see how you handle it comprehensively, they're going to be like, oh, shit, my, my doc would never have this conversation. Like, this is different. Well, this I didn't really different. get to that. that. That's true. Because let me tell you something. Just an echo. I'm sure it's simple. Yeah. In many of your offices, I'm sure a lot of you put a lot of work together, like we have, into that famous expression, the new patient experience. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, besides that, and, you know, we don't set off fireworks and sing a song to every new patient that walks in, but it's Walt Disney clean. Somebody's, uh, the reception room's probably better than most. It's It looks like a spa. You know, I don't have waterfalls and that kind of stuff. It, it, you know, there's a gigantic snack center, like a lot of you have. So the whole visual, the whole thing, what kind of staff they're seeing, how they're reacting with them before they even get to me. But when they get to me, I have a wrap. And when I say a wrap, it's not like tricking somebody. It's just the way I am talking well, to people. Thorough. You have you have a thorough evaluation. But even the, the personal side of it, yeah. that when I'm talking to them, I'm telling you this for a reason. I can't tell you how many times that patient will say, Oh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Well, nobody's ever talked to me this long or like this. And here's the point. You could give the presentation that L.D. Pankey would give you an A++ on. G.V. Black would say, you're the best case presenter I ever saw. And if that significant other is not in there, and they go back home later that day, and they're on board. Let me just run this by my husband or wife. And they hear that it's whatever that number is, it doesn't even matter because probably to most patients, you want me to be honest, if it's above a couple thousand dollars, it's a number a lot of them haven't heard before. Unless they unless they have a terminal dentition. At least in my, in my neck of the woods, I agree. A couple grand, that's that's like, oh, well, yep. Right? I agree. Yep. So, Imagine that they went to me, and I was on fire that day. <laughs> and I gave the best I've ever given and connected with them. I'm dead. I'm toast. As soon as they tell, you know, so you have to have the significant other. So let's talk about that real quick. Obviously, I don't. nobody gets 100%. So here's the number one reason you'll get. They're almost borderline insulted that you ask them. So that's a, that is something you have to have down. You have to have your new patient coordinator to seamlessly say, let me tell you what most patients do here. They, it sounds like you got, you know, you've been out of dentistry for a couple of years, like you just said. And four eyes and four ears seeing here is better than two. And we really want, you're going to see this is going to be different for you today or next Tuesday. And we'd love your spouse just to just to be there. 
And I mean, how much more kind can you be than that? Yeah. And well, four eyes, four four ears. That's that's very simple and non-threatening and non-condescending and non-insulting. And yeah. I, I don't have science on. I can't tell you that I get 74%. But that's a but pearl right there. That's a pearl. Huh? That's a pearl. The four eyes, four yeah. ears. That's a little that's a little pearl. Or what do you call Tom Warren? That's a gem. So we'll take that little <laughs> that little nugget right. with us. Tom Warren, my man from the best. <laughs> Miss him. Um, yeah, so that's what she's saying. And I gotta be honest with you about I probably get 75% in that room. I expect it. And when they're not there, I know I'm dead. If, I mean, if it's a, if it's a you know if they indicated a lot of need, and it's always worse than whatever they've told us on the phone. So, right, you know, right. I'm yeah. two, they got a couple chipped teeth. You know, uh, no, it's never. It's always worse. So, when that happens, I'll talk about that in a second. But here's the object- objections you're going to get. They'll say. Oh, I pay the bills in our house. I make my own decisions. I don't know. A lot of stuff that is never good. Sometimes it's 100% legit. Like my husband works, or wife works 80 hours a week. There's no way they can be there. Okay? Now, I will tell you, Sonny, that many, many, many times, I don't like doing this much anymore. I don't. I don't. Because here's why. Because the... The options to patients with all-ons now have gotten so great that I can't do that over the phone. But I, because a lot of times a patient will send their child to you, right? But their child is 42, okay? so And lives in the basement or something. I'm seriously that I'm sending my kid to you. They don't say child. And the kid needs ten thousand dollars of work. I mean, this is real life stuff that I get. I will get on, especially if I know the mother, right? Or the I know the person sending them to me. I will get on the phone and run by what's going on if they can't be there. I would not do that, obviously, with somebody. I don't like doing that with somebody I've never met. So let me be clear about that. Our, an existing patient refers somebody to me. Maybe it's her husband. Maybe it's his wife. Maybe it's their 42-year-old kid. Right. If they can't be there, I would get on the phone and very, very patient-friendly say something like, it's okay I'm doing all this because I know I'm I'm covering a lot. So I'm great. talking to you, Sonny. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll go, Hi, hey, Mary, look, it's Doc. I always, I'm always be colloquial when I'm referring to myself. You know, I want, want them to think I'm, I'm old Doc Rasner from 1890. And I'll say, look, I got Johnny in the chair, your husband in the chair. I know you couldn't be here. I have done this a lot. So I'm going to try to simplify this. I'd rather you be here, but I'm going to try it this way. I've tried to be as conservative as I possibly can. And that's always a true statement by me, 100% true. And so here's the situation, and I'll describe it. And they're not thinking about that he needs quad scalings when he comes in, when he sends them to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll say something like, listen, you know I'm a stickler on having 
All my patients have the healthiest gums and periodontium. I don't use the word periodontium. Remember, I'm on the phone with them as I possibly can. And you should want me to be that way. That's what I say. And I know you sent them in for what you think's one tooth. Here's what I would do. Um, usually what I say, Sonny, is I think you got to start by putting out the fires here. If it's that kind of case. Yep, yep, and the fires, yep. yeah. And the fires are, he's got a lower molar. I don't want him to lose a lower molar. And this, unfortunately, need, needs a root canal and a crown. And, you know, that is not conservative because I can't be. Because the alter option to that is I got to pull it, remove it. You know, it depends what the case is. I'm certainly not going to review what we're going to do with a terminal dentition, whether it's a denture or implants or whatever it is, over the phone. I would not do that. But other cases I would. Backing up, I will tell you that if I'm into a case, this is important, that I realize is way bigger than they implied it was on the phone when they called, and there's no significant other there, I will literally sit the patient back up in the chair. Like I might be in the middle of examining them and I'll finish my exam and I'll say, look, I have to really ask you, you, you got a lot going on and I really want to give you the best advice and it would be way better if, is there any way we can do, or I'll send Michelle in. So you got, you need a real, I know some of you don't have a Michelle. Or maybe you haven't utilized you, my Michelle is my new patient coordinator. She's my financial coordinator and she does my personal schedule. So, and she does it well. Okay. And so she, and she knows what it takes mm -hmm. to do what we're talking about today. So when I say my Michelle, that's what I mean. So I know y'all don't have a Michelle, but I'm here to tell you that Maybe you do, and you just haven't spent enough time training training them. And I'm giving you access to mine. So how much more can we do here? So, um, you know, so she, I can send her in, and it's whatever I send her in for is usually I get what I want, a reschedule, bring the patient back, okay? So that's what happens if you're in a situation and it didn't come. I think, I can't think of too many situations where the patient will make me give them a fee that I would take them. I, I can't even think of one right now where I would do that. I mean, you know, if it's a one implant, yeah, I would do that. You know, if it's a three unit bridge, you know, I can't even give you a number, but if it's like involved, no. You know, so that's that. So again, the 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 rap happens on the phone with that new patient coordinator. You cannot have an ordinary person doing that. It that is the most important person in your office, more than your hygiene team. Sorry, I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. I don't care. It is number one because they don't get to us. They don't get to your amazing hygiene team if they don't get past the new patient coordinator. And so she's got to have skill. And one of those skills is bringing a significant other. If, if you didn't take anything else but that from this podcast, 
then you still got a lot because it'll change your life. I mean it. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You good with that? I am. I am. So that's that that really that's that's some that's some nice broad clarification on you know because I know we have talked a lot and hinted about bringing the significant other and we hit a lot of that in, in our first couple podcasts but it, it's really down to the nitty gritty and it's also very explainable and understandable because it's in the patient's best interest it's not it's not oh come in and watch me perform my magic act no it's listen we have to discuss it's complicated it's more than you thought when you first you know scheduled because i had a you know i had a filling pop out and a tooth started to hurt well they've got a lot more going on and they know it the the, the person knows it but not to the extent that they need to know it so that was really really clear i, I guess the next step is collect the money how do you collect the money so you got the significant other you've reviewed the case with them you present the case to them. Let's say it's twenty thousand dollars. How do you go about getting paid? So what you doctors need to know is that this one is on you. So it's not on your new patient. It is not. I'm going to say it again. I'm looking at you. It is not on your new patient coordinator, financial coordinator, to sell the case. You sold the case by your by your presentation. Right. Now, it is up to them to monetize it and figure out ways and make it palatable. All right? That's true. Um, but I hand deliver a New York prime sirloin <laughs> to Michelle because I have done my – I first of all, I like doing that. And if you don't like doing the presentation – like, I'm not talking about money. I never talk about money. Never. Well, can't you just tell me how much that crown is? Nope. Michelle does that. And it doesn't really come to that, by the way. But from the moment I walk in and do the, hey, how did you guys find us? That's my opening line. How'd you guys find us? And from a very, very casual conversation to, I did it yesterday. Sonny, and I say, you know, let me before, I know this sounds weird, but I like to tell my new patients where they're sitting and a little bit about where I came from, because Mm -hmm. then what I say to you is going to make a lot more sense. And I've said this on your show before, and I say something like, you know, whatever we are in life. Yesterday, I had a policeman, you know, a cop. And he was retired. He's like 70s. And, you know, I told him, like, you know, I'm sure in the police industry, there's people half in. You know, you don't have to love being a cop or a teacher or a dentist. And that isn't where you're sitting today, which is beautiful for you. Whether or not, you know, wherever this goes, what could what could be better than to go to somebody Think about it, guys, right now, you guys listening tonight. Wherever you take do your business in your community, where you have a veterinarian, a banker, if that's even a thing anymore, whoever services that you use, aren't you keep going back there because 
you trust them. In our case, the trust is we're telling we're not trying to sell them something. Okay. I actually tell my patients somewhere in that opening five minutes that I'm not here to talk a minute anything. Sometimes I'll use talk. Sometimes I'll use the word sale. I'm not here to sell you anything. Because I know that is our that is a slur, a stain on our profession a little bit right now. You know, from listen, let's be honest with you. I met a guy at a party last weekend at a winery. He his job in life was working for Clear Choice. And he also worked in his life for people that do plastic surgery. There was a name of a lift, a mid-face lift was a big craze for 10 years in plastic surgery. His job, he worked for Bosley, the hair transplant guy. So I'm not criticizing Clear Choice. I'm saying they clearly bring in people to close cases. Right. Right. I met yeah. a guy that does that. Well, I'm not, I don't need anybody to do that. And neither do you. It's a beautiful place to practice dentistry. I'm serious. And a lot, a lot goes in to getting to that. Mm-hmm. And don't underscore, by the way, having a sedation practice as one of the things that helps you get there. I mean, mm-hmm. because it, it it puts you in a space that's different than a lot of dentists for the reasons that a lot of dentists do want, don't want to practice sedation dentistry. I get it. But so, it also puts you in a spot where when you're going to sedate someone, you might as well get as much done as you can, right? It, it, the two the two are completely synergistic, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I keep coming back to this, guys. And I, and, and it, sometimes I get in a, in a zone when I do these podcasts with you or Sonny. I'm not always on. I feel like I'm on right this minute. <laughs> and I, I say I'm to you. Say you are. You know, remember where I'm talking to you from. Google, you're on your own. Cumberland County, New Jersey. That's right. That's where I'm at. And you're going to find, and and I'm in the towns of Bridgeton, Vineland, Millville. Uh, by the way, Mike Trout is from Millville. Right? How that happened. Um, I guess you don't have to be wealthy to be a good baseball player. That's how it happens. It's a talent thing. And if you Google it, the economic photograph of that cl- of that area is dismal and has been my entire career. It wasn't when I grew up, but it's been that way. I mean, really bad. Like top five, those three towns are in the top 10 worst cities in New Jersey of the, of 100 cities. They're not even cities or communities. But And I'm not, if any of my people from Cumberland County are watching it, I wish I could personally change that, but I I can't. I'm not putting this down. It's I'm telling my colleagues this is the truth. And so in that area, as bad as that, I have been able to create this fee-for-service practice, which you listen to each week with Sonny. It didn't happen right away. I don't know how many years it took, but it took a while. And not only do I have that, but I walk in and it feels every day. Rare do I feel that there's a patient in our practice that doesn't appreciate the fact that we exist as a choice. 
Now I'm telling you that when 99%, I said 99, I don't actually think it's 100. I don't know of one other fee-for-service practice in Cumberland County other than mine, okay? So, and it, when you walk into that every day, it is so fulfilling to have people in there. Not only did they go out of network and come to us, and you have to have systems. You can't just blindly do it, and you can't be a lousy dentist and do it and never have taken CE. I, I, you can't. There's got to be palpable differences that these people feel from day one, including the phone call, by the way. But why wouldn't you want to live there? You, I'm talking you, dentist. It's it's a beautiful thing. I, I almost feel like <laughs> sometimes when I walk through the waiting room, that like a golf applause. Oh, he's here. I mean, it feels good to, to live in that space in the industry you and I chose. And, and so that's what this is all comes back. And I've been able to do that in that community. You know, maybe it would be harder if I was in Short Hills, New Jersey, that's upper super rich. I, but I think somewhere would be a little easier than where I'm at is what I'm trying to say to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and even that we've been able to do this consistently. Do we have please everybody? No. Because let me tell you something that's true. And this is another talk. We'll have to have a different day. You know, what are the uh, negatives of having such a practice? People have high expectations. When somebody's never paid more than a couple thousand dollars or hundreds out of their pocket, or if they have an insurance company, I went to a dentist that accepted their insurance 100%, which is fraud, by the way then when they're paying you, naturally their expectations are way higher. Right. And you're on stage, man, every day. Well, to me, if that's what it takes, I'm all in, right? So I have to work harder. My team's got to be on. All of us got to be on every day for, for the payoff and price of, hmm, we actually get paid for what we charge. And nobody's in between us taken out 30%. That's the price of us working real hard every day. I'm in. Uh, not to mention, you get to do better dentistry because you are deciding the treatment plan, not the insurance company. So that was a long way of getting back to getting paid because why do we get paid up front? We get paid up front because if if you don't, and I, and I operated from 1980 to 1995, not doing that. I got paid over pieces. And what happens when you do that is that other things come up in the patient's life that and they break appointments is the bottom line. So do you ever have a crown that you prepped on number four and a patient put down 300 bucks that day because that's how you operate and you took the impression and whatever in Two years pass, and you forgot that they even came to you. And they call one day with their temp out. Surprise. So when they sit in your chair, your explorer has a new ability. It's got this magic thing, because now your explorer can go right through the prep from two years ago. Because the prep is all mushed with decay. And everybody loses. You lose. The patient's mad at you. They Very few people 
are accountable enough to say, I know this is on me. There are some, but not many. So, and that's how it's even worse if it's a big treatment plan. Here's how I feel. We don't get paid up front because I take their money and I run to the bank and say, oh, goody, we got paid. We, we do it because either you can afford to do the treatment I'm recommending or you can't. And if you can't, you're better off never starting it is really how I feel. So that is why you have to adopt that and believe it because it's true. I have done the alternative, trust me. And it leads to a lot of complications. I mean it. It's a lot. I know it's funny about the prep, but imagine if you had eight preps, right? And they yep. put down $3,000 and they, wow, they loved your temps and just kind of forgot about it. And they had other payments to make besides you. That's the reason why it it leads to fulfilling, completing the work that they needed. And it takes that loop out. And you know what else? It, it's good for your front desk because- We've all had the front, we've all known about the $10,000 payment due on Thursday. And it's three hours of your time put aside, right? You call on Monday. Hey, call that Thursday patient. That's a four-hour spot. Oh, yes, I'm going to be there. No problem. You call Wednesday. I'm going to be there. And then Thursday morning, miraculously, there was a, a flood in their basement or something. And it didn't come. Why? Because it's very hard for people sometimes to come clean and say, I don't have the money. That's why. It's a hard thing to say. And that goes away when you get paid up front. Your front desk doesn't have to make those calls. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing I want to leave with you and tell you about this is that it's a mind thing. Trust me. It's a mind thing with you that you shouldn't, you can't get paid before you did your work. That's the truth. It's not, and we do get paid up front. I don't know the percentage, but it's extraordinary. The choices are this. They pay us up front and we take 5% off. Yep. If they're not using a credit card, by the way. Yep. Okay. Uh, if they're using patient financing, there's not 5% off. We, we, the answer would be our visits. Now, I know this is an answer to this completely, and you will must take the time, if you care about this, to write to me. I'll give you our number. You'll call Michelle. She'll give you literally the wrap. She doesn't get paid a dime to do this. This is a service to Sonny and you guys, because we said at the beginning of this, we're here to help our colleagues, and that's really the truth. And... Uh, but she'll say, and it's true, we, we're we're sedating you. Most of your work is going to be done in the first visit or the first two to three visits. And that's often exactly the case. So what's, it wouldn't even work. I mean, so we do, do I ever divide it into thirds? I guess on occasion. I'm telling you, most of the not getting paid is in your head. So. You got to have a sit down with your financial coordinator, whoever's presenting, and make sure they are unequivocally at ease with asking patients for money. Mm -hmm. And part of that is them believing in you that they, right? 
If they, you have somebody that's half in, they're not going to be good at this job. Comments, Sonny? No, it's 100%. The, the unintended consequences, right? If you don't, if you if you have those hesitations or if you change the pace of your speech or you know a lot of nonverbal things you're 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 showing either you don't believe it or you're not confident or you, you know it's it's the person's just getting the feel of i'm yeah. safe i'm comfortable i'm going to get what i deserve here and that that just comes from human interaction and and the ability to communicate and i think i always think you try to meet someone on their level too you know if you're talking to someone who understands things in basic terms you speak in basic terms but if you have someone who wants to be an engineer and wants to break it down into molecules and krebs cycles and mitochondria well then you try to break it down into those levels so that they they feel oh like he gets me He's yeah, done this before. Good. And it comes out of you when you've done it before. You know, there there definitely is a certain amount of like like the very first thing you said was that doesn't mean you don't come here. We have people like we have patients, or this is how we do things here. This is what usually happens. You're telling them this is the norm, right? And I think and that I would, just speaks. I do want to say to you, I forgot to tell you this. So where does this all happen? I'll do this real quick, Sonny. So they're coming into this. I've done my case presentation. Now, we didn't get into the conversation. Whenever I can, whenever I know the case, what it's going to be, I give it the first day. There are times, obviously, I can't. You need wax-ups. There's a multitude of things. And then there may be phases of treatment, which I hate, but there might be. Okay. And so, you know, that's another conversation, but very often, very, very often, you, and by the way, the elite dentist with the elite reputations in the world, and I've asked them personally, including Dawson, it's just, you know, they all knew where this case was going if the patient could afford it. If money wasn't a factor, what would we do? Well, maybe that involved ortho first and perio first and all this kind of stuff, and we weren't sure of the final thing, but... Part of that is the benefit of practicing more than a few months, okay? I have to say that. But when I do know it and I'm done, this is what I say to the patient. I say, so you met Michelle, that's what I say, because the first thing that happens when they get to the office after they get seated, before they have x-rays, is Michelle re-interviews them even though she interviewed them on the phone. I talked about this in the last podcast. Right, right, yeah. I do yeah. that because people tell you different stories. Exchange, okay? yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I go back and I say, remember Michelle? Yeah. So Michelle's job is to put what I just told you in dollars and cents, you know, to see if we can make this work in your world, just like that, to see if we can make this work in your world financially. And then here's what's going to happen. She's going to come in and go over this. And you'll probably have some other questions for me and I'll be back. And then normally at that point, I'm off to another room doing my thing. And that patient at that time could certainly be in the office anywhere 
from 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. The longer, the better. Because <laughs> it's, it's usually something's happening. Good. And Michelle will come and make sure she asks me what I need. When she does that, and that's very, very often. Like, do I need an oral scan? Do I need, what do I need? It's, that's a good sign. Very often, not very often, sometimes, you happened yesterday. It was a giant case. Uh, I don't have a commitment. Okay, fine. Remember, you always want them to leave your office with a good sense about you, even if they don't accept the case that day. So there wasn't a sense of them that, wow, I had a guy from Bosley. You know, Bosley is, guys, it's hair transplant. Or selling me a trained car salesman, jamming something down my throat. Right. Now, I don't want a little of that going on. Yeah, like if I you want... sign up today, you get this. And then, you know, these disoffers won't stand for 30 days. You know, like no. that kind of that nonsense. No, that's, that's not happening. And and so that's a good feeling for me. You know, honest swear to you, if you do it, these cornerstones that I'm giving you, and I know there's a lot to fill in. There's There's always moving pieces coming in. Somebody from two weeks ago that didn't commit. Bam. Two weeks later, hey, Doc, remember that patient blob? I don't even remember. Uh, you know, they're coming in Tuesday for models, you know, or somebody that committed that day. And it's, oh, it just works. You've got to believe me, it just works. So, you know, that's that. Let's end it right there. That's perfect. All right, man. It, 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 it is true. I mean, I, I do think you are who you are. And I think anything else, most people have a pretty good BS meter and they'll figure it out. You have to be authentic and true to who you are. Sure. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. As always, yeah. thank you so much. People want to reach hey, you. Man. You want to share again your email, phone yeah, number, whatever? Piece of cake. It's uh, D.R. Rasner, R-A-S-N-E-R. At AOL.com. I know it's laughable. That's what it is for now. And in Rasner Institute, um, you don't have to go to there, but that's my site. Yep. And then the phone number, actually the phone number in my office, i never given this, but it's 856-692-1370. But the best way to do it is probably tell Michelle ahead of time that through an email and it's michelle with one l at pearl smiles.com michelle at pearl huh pearl like a pearl netflix pearl necklace like a pearl necklace smiles.com tower you heard dr rasner on sunny spirits podcast and i like to set up can i set up 10 15 minutes with you to go over things i'm not clear of and she'll do it you can't cool. beat that folks that's better than anything right you have resources and people you can talk to and it's a people business so doc steve i appreciate you very much thank you very much for sharing your truth and really helping so many folks and i know that we'll get a lot of listens but uh it was great to kind of you know kind of finish the this this uh this theme 
I'm sure it asks or begs more questions, but it really provides tremendous context. And this old dog. Well, I love doing it with you. I learned. Uh, a ton I of enjoy stuff doing today your myself. show as much as my own. So. Well, appreciate I'm you. Sure it won't be the last. Okay. You got man. it. Thanks. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee for service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our Fee for Service Dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.